far away With a Jedi and a Sith and a smuggler's pay Me R2 and Yoda, 3PO and Leia Look Vader and Leader, Kylo Fit Parade Don't tell me the eyes when I place on my bed Who got the Chewbacca, there's no need to fret Thrusters are primed and accorded and set Then it's off with the heads like their name Jango Fett I've seen these movies like 500 times Some solo shot first, ain't no change in my mind More with the Force and the Force is with me So of course you will see even if I go blind Come on this journey of trials and lessons Get lost in this wonder in a matter of seconds Let's jump to light speed and tear through the heavens Enjoy every minute cause they're only legends Alright, well let's fucking talk some Star Wars, man Uh, Fucking, what is up Star Wars fans, you know? I already said I already dropped a swear word in the beginning of the video, so you know this isn't getting monetized. But but welcome to episode 52, also known as our actual first video episode. Uh, I'm not lying this week. I lied last week because I totally forgot the conversation that we had prior. Um, So I apologize to those who heard it was like, what? And didn't check the IG first, only to find out that, in fact, I was lying. Um but no, this week, uh, this week we're we're live on stage, baby boy. What's what's going on, Spencer? Look at our faces, bro. Look at our faces, look at man. Just look at them. Just look at them. Like we're already your favorite Star Wars podcast. Now we're your favorite Star Wars YouTube channel as well. For those of you who are new to the show, my name is Tyler. Next to me on screen is Spencer. We are the hosts of Their Only Legends, where we talk about any and all things Star Wars that we feel is worth our time. And some things that isn't worth our time, you know, a lot of the time it's things that aren't worth our time. <laughs> plenty um, of the time. <laughs> plenty of the time. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of times we talk about things that aren't worth your time most of the time, honestly. But uh, yeah. So for those of you who are new, we have a little bit of a structure here. We like to start our episodes out with something that we call the weekly intake update, where we tell you what we watched or listened to or read in the star wars realm uh uh this last week so spencer why don't you kick it off i watched phantom menace again hell yeah was that because i watched it last week mm-hmm. yes it was fresh in my head and ever since we finished the revenge of the sith novel a couple weeks ago like i, I don't know what that book did that book changed me dude like i want to <laughs> revisit the prequels and just deep dive so i'm gonna get Shatterpoint because i finished another weekly intake update i finished darth bane path of destruction okay loved it so i am gonna move on to rule of two because i i keep making this habit of like i'll finish the first book in a trilogy but then i'm like i really like that but i'm gonna go on to something else and i never come back to it it's happened with thrawn a few times Mm -hmm. um but i'm definitely gonna check out rule of two darth bane is fucking savage yeah he's it's it's crazy uh so I'm excited to get into Rule of Two and and really keep learning about that. And I'm going to do a spoiler-free kind of talk about Darth Bane real quick. So, like, we've been doing a lot of talks about Force Dyad and, mm-hmm. you know, Palpatine maintaining Darth Bane's, really Darth Revan's, but Darth Bane's Rule of Two. Uh, was that in an attempt to... Is it really Darth Revan's? Yeah. So everything... Oh. I have to oh, give you a little... Off. I have to get there you a little is. bit there of a is. rundown, dude. So, like... And I don't want to spoil the book and but it's it's there's so much more to it. But essentially, Darth Bane ends up at the Sith Academy on Korriban. And mm-hmm. this is I think it's three thousand years after Revan. So if you played Kotor, you've been there, you've seen you, you know what I'm talking about. So there's the Sith Temple built into the rocks of Korriban. There's a valley. Mm-hmm. Um 
and it's it's a very hilly you know, i don't know how to describe the climate deserty i guess but uh they have the sith temple there and this is three thousand years after revan so revan at this time was considered like the height of the sith empire and mm. by the time bane gets there so like nobody refers to themselves as darth anymore they, they think darth is a way of like easily targeting their leaders because really only the leaders like the real leaders of the sith would assume mm -hmm. the darth title and this helped the jedi who they were at war with be able to easily identify their leaders and um mm. so they, they dropped that and they all just started going by dark lord like i'm dark lord bane and i'm dark lord this so bane's taken there as a student and then there's a whole story leading up to that but you got to read the book and essentially like he shows a lot of promise like all of the leaders in the korriban temple were like wow dude like this dude is he's powerful he's stronger in the force than anybody i could you know I, i've any student i've ever had and he you know bane's really good at dueling so they're sitting there and they're doing their lightsaber training and it's it's very common in the sith academy for different students to confront each other and be mm -hmm. like hey you're a punk you know i'm in basically punk on people and show and assert their dominance over them. So Bane has this really good fight. He ends up kicking this dude's ass who is supposed to be like the top, you know, student swordsman at the Academy, but he mm -hmm. didn't kill him. And now this set off a, a basically string of events of like, well, is Bane truly a Sith? Like he didn't hold back. He didn't constrain. And all of these things happen and essentially all of the instructors stop wanting to work with Bane. They think Bane shows weakness. Um, and I'm sure I'm explaining some of this kind of messed up, but I've read the book once and I'm definitely going to revisit it. But sure. um, essentially Bane is, he has to start going to the archives to start learning mm -hmm. and continuing his training in the Sith. And by going to the archives, he learns about Darth Revan. He learns about, you know, the rule of two. He learns that, essentially what the sith are doing now with the brotherhood of darkness is an abomination to the dark side and that's not mm. how things should be done and yeah. so he and they're they're at war with the jedi currently so it's flashing between bane and his training on korriban and everything is happening there to the battlefront on some eu planet i don't remember what it is mm. uh where there's jedi and sith warfare happening and essentially the sith army aren't true sith they're just dark side users who have been lightly trained and, and specialized sure. in actual combat yeah. and the the students at korriban they're, they're leading their their final attack against the jedi and they're like we need these students from korriban to come in because those are our most promised pupils and these are the people that are strongest with the dark side and we need all the people we can get and bane's like screw you guys like I'm going to go off and do my own thing. What you guys do, you, you, you guys have on. left me and basically abandoned me. And Bane feels superior to all these other people. He's like, I've learned so much from the ancient Sith that I think what you guys are doing now as the, you know, the main ship that is helming the future of dark side, like in the dark side users, mm -hmm. he's, he goes off to this remote planet and he's essentially just, in hiding from this it's not in hiding but he's like screw you guys y'all go to war i'm gonna go over here and right. when he goes there he finds the sith holocron from revan and it's like the only like relic from the ancient sith temple that was there that he could find and mm -hmm. 
he basically used this holocron holocron to communicate with the spirit of Revan, who taught him the rule of two and all these different, you know, dark side ideas that they weren't teaching at the academy. And so uh, the Sith that are fighting against the Jedi send these people to um, this remote planet because they tracked the ship because when Bane decided to dip, he straight up went and stole one of their ships and was like, I don't care. He didn't even try right. to disengage the tracking or anything because he's like, follow me. I'll fuck you up. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, the dude's massive. Yeah, he's he's a beast and he's crazy yeah. strong with the dark side. And so mm -hmm. and he also learned some other things about Revan that I'm not going to spoil uh, okay. or from Revan rather that. Ultimately, like it's planet killing shit like it's it's really cool jesus and okay like nowhere in that book when it's talking about the importance of rule of two obviously did they talk about dyad dyad wasn't a thing back then um and i understand that this is you this is legend so this doesn't play to current canon but after yeah. finishing this book i don't want to try to make the association between a forced dyad and the rule of two they're completely different also the book does a great job at providing more uh understandability to the sith rule of two because you think about it you're like there's two of them like there's two sith and they're supposed to fight all of the jedi in the galaxy it's not yeah, actually i've like never that. i oh okay well that's the thing is like i've never had an issue with that ever like i yeah. always thought the rule of two I don't know. There's a lot of things when it comes to the OT. Well, I suppose it's never really mentioned. Is it mentioned in the original trilogy, this rule of two, or is that really first brought up in Phantom Menace where only two, there are a master and apprentice. I think the only thing that's nodded to in the original trilogy is that the Sith live in secret and right. they can only and live in secret if there's, not that many of them. I don't think they. But is it even I don't think they talk about rule. I was gonna say, two. is it explicitly said that there should only be two of them? Because I know Vader says, "Join me, and together we can destroy the Emperor." Yeah, you know, which is like you can look at that as him trying to obey the rule of two, but in reality, it's just like no, our powers combined, we can get rid of him, and then we can do what we want to do, mm -hmm. which is kind of what the rule of two really is. But I've never really had an issue with the concept of like, so the dark side is a pathway to many things that some would deem unnatural. Right. But a lot of people would like, like a lot of, uh, it seems like the dark side is, so it's, it's taboo, right? It's really easy to access and you have a lot more power at your fingertips because of this. And that's why it's like, so, but because of, but that's where like the balance comes in <clears throat> is like, it's easy to access and here's all this power, but it's also corruptive. Yes. I think that's a word. Maybe not. If not, it is now. Um, and that's like the balance of it is like, sure. If you want to access all this fucking power, it's here for the taking. Just know it's going to consume you and you're not going to be who you used to be. Yeah. And that's why you got the light side where it's like, sure, we don't have access to all that, but we get to stay true to who we are, you know, type of deal. Um, But like, so that's why I'm not, I've always kind of liked the rule of two is like, yeah, these two are going to uh, hide in secrecy and 
take out all of the Jedi in the galaxy because these two are, you know, arguably at, you know, t- the two most powerful force users in the galaxy, whoever it may be, especially when it was Palpatine invader. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, at that point, really, though, it's like it's a little different, different because you had Order 66 that helped take out a lot of them. And then they're in charge of the government, so they don't really have to be in hiding. Um, all of the governmental heads know that Lord Vader is a Dark Lord of the Sith. You know, they acknowledge it. They, you know, your hokey religion or whatever the hell he says. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. That's what Palpatine says. So, um, but I've never had a problem like like grasping that or, or thinking that the rule of two, I never thought the rule of two was silly or whatever, but one, so I'm, I like the idea of a Sith or two Sith trying to replicate a dyad via the rule of two or interpreting the rule of two as an attempt at a dyad. Mm-hmm. I I'm open to that. I like that idea go for it. Just don't put it in the, the pre-mades. Don't put it in the storyline that it's already, you know, don't make it Palpatine or Bane or anybody like sure. that. Make up a new Sith Lord. Tell a new story about a different Sith Lord who knew, who learned of the rule of two and wanted to replicate it, but try to make a dyad out of it. Yeah. But don't try to force it into the current story when it's all you're going to do is muddy the waters more sure not not to make this another episode about dyads but um that's where like that's where my thoughts are on it now why or what did you think or what did you learn new or any of that from watching phantom menace again this last time real quick before we move on to phantom menace i do want oh, to i want to give an stuff? abridged version on why the rule of two is a thing so essentially the whole idea behind the rule of two isn't that there's two dark side users it's that there are two Sith masters. Okay. There okay. can be a legion of people who are trained in the dark side, but they're not the Sith Lords, the Sith masters. So the whole thing of the rule of two is by having one master, right? One Sith master in the universe. This guy is or gal is the culmination of all sith knowledge to have ever happened all of the sith history this guy holds it all okay and by holding that knowledge he holds power okay he has one apprentice and this apprentice and and, because if there's two even if you you know and you try to teach two and you're like hey here's everything i know to two people eventually those two people are going to come together and take you out right right with the sith apprentice you can at least keep them in check because that Mm -hmm. one apprentice they're only going to be able to take you out when you have truly become weak and it is your time to move on from being the master, the apprentice then becomes the master. So the whole idea behind the rule of two isn't that there's two of them against the army of Jedi. It's that these two people hold all the power. Well, essentially one of them and their apprentice hold all of the power, but they still command legions because they hold that power. So that's why when you look at the emperor or the empire, right? And the emperor and Vader, it's only two Sith. Okay, I mean, mind you, by this time, the Jedi were wiped out Order 66, but they have power. They have the empire, the might of the empire. And it's the same thing going back to uh, like Revan. So if you play KOTOR, there's really only two Sith masters. There are dark side users and other people who wield red blades and they have Sith troopers who 
don the the chromatic armor and use blasters but like they're fighting for the sith but they're not sith lords they're not sith masters they are dark jedi they're they're trained and they know they're some not, things but they they are lords nowhere, of the sith yeah but they have nowhere near the amount of knowledge or experience that would be necessary to overthrow the one true master sure so and are you talking about uh revan and malik i was talking two? about revan and uh, when talking about kotor i was talking about revan yeah. and malik where eventually yeah. malik overcame and malik of course grew into the position of power as there's there's do. more to that story because then there's bastila who essentially mind wiped revan Which and all this stuff isn't happened. and isn't bastila the dyad other side yeah, of the dyad the revan okay the di- yeah, yeah because she air quotes wiped, dyad. wiped revan's memory she essentially is, took oh it from God. him and yeah having only played the first 10 minutes about three times of that game now i understand <laughs> who i am when i wake up every time i'm so anyway. excited for the remake dude i hear they're changing oh a bunch of stuff i, I fucking i got remind me if you remember because we both are terrible at remembering things so we'll probably forget i have to install kotor on my computer as soon as we're done matter of fact i could probably oh, do I it right a now new account like two weeks ago yeah i need i need to i need to install that because i said i was going to start playing it before the new one comes out and i just have it because I, I this is like the second episode we've recorded with my my new computer coming back from repairs and so before it breaks again i'd like to install kotor just kidding not gonna what not gonna happen i'm gonna manifest this shit to last forever um okay but just to continue to come back continue oh anyways yes. that's all i had to say about the rule of two so it wasn't essentially like two people against everybody these yeah, two so people how does this tie hold... into your phantom menace this watch. doesn't i just wanted to talk oh. about this before phantom menace oh um, i got you and i didn't really like i mean i watched phantom menace i don't i didn't have any revelations i didn't it wasn't like when i was watching jedi the other you know week or two ago and i was texting you all this stuff like i was watching phantom menace i do have one thing i agree with though that movie would suck without Jar Jar Binks. Thank you. I was just about to ask you. I was just about I to ask it. you, did you realize I was right when last week I said Jar Jar Binks makes that movie? Yeah. Well, I like, kept watching it. And I'm like, what would this scene play like if we didn't have the comedic relief? If we didn't have right. Jar Jar or the Gungans in general? Um, mm-hmm. it, I mean, because that movie, that's the, the only comedic relief that is in that movie. Jar Jar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that movie would be so fucking dense. Okay, we get a pod race. Cool. I mean, cool. the pod race, dude. The pod race again. Like, I that pod race was dope. Like, yeah. I, I, like, and I don't think we've ever disputed that, you know, or, or argued that. Like, I don't know if anybody does. Like, it still holds up. Like, the entire scene still holds up. Yeah, that's the most believable. Anakin in that movie is, like, for whatever reason. Like for me, Anakin in that pod race, man. Like. I don't know. It's just like he is a Kate. Like I, I feel like Anakin Skywalker should have always been kind of like a quiet, capable young boy. Yeah. Why is he so good at these things? He doesn't know. He just does things. Mm-hmm. And so, like those moments when he's talking, it's almost like, "Hey, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't talk." You're not you shouldn't talk because you're ruining your character, which isn't true. I'm not like I'm not saying Jake Lloyd did a bad job. I'm not going to I'm not going to keep harping on Lucas. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to shit on the maker all the time. Um, But we've 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 talked at length about uh, the dialogue as as anybody who's watched the prequels and discussed Star Wars uh, has done. 
it's it's cringy at times but anakin as a as a capable most of the time yeah you're right none of the dialogue Um, feels natural and we've talked about this with the ot too about how you watch uh, i sorry go ahead i was just gonna say like the 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 dialogue between um the dialogue between qui-gon and obi-wan feels very star wars master and apprentice sure you know uh pardon the pun that's the name of their book um like when they first will anytime they're talking to each other you know like i like obi-wan oh man ah fuck i just like wish we could have had more obi-wan in the in the i know we got a lot of obi-wan in the prequels but like that that fucking shit when they drop out of the the vent into the into the you know the hangar Mm -hmm. you know um you were right about one thing master negotiations were short yeah like it's very very I love that. That snarky, like I feel, and I feel like Qui Gon should have looked at him just like, oh, stop being so silly, goddamn it, you know. Um, I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. When you were a kid, did you think Obi Wan in Phantom Menace was a different actor than in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith? Yeah, I did too. <laughs> when, when, I, as a kid, yeah, I never I knew saw it was t- the same. When I when I first saw Attack of the Clones, I didn't know it was because I. So that's a weird thing, dude. As I watched Phantom Menace in the theaters, mm-hmm. you know, the June that it came out. And then I watched Attack of the Clones either on DVD. I think I watched it on in, on DVD at a friend's house. Sure. And then I didn't see Revenge of the Sith until maybe a year or two after it came out. And by then it was like, I think I knew who Ewan McGregor was. But but yeah, when it first I didn't know it was the same guy when Attack of the Clones came out, yeah. you know. When I was a kid, I thought they were completely because it's the beard and like he just he's skinnier the beard and the hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't Man, know why I okay. thought about that, but every time I watch well, Phantom Menace, I think about that. I was like, when I was a kid, I thought that was a different actor, but it's Ewan yeah. McGregor. It's just completely different than the Ewan McGregor we go on to see in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Hey, man, it's all on the grind. That's right. Um. Saving private, not saving private, right? Uh, Black Hawk Down reference. Mm-hmm. If anybody gets it, um, I really. So one of the things that, um, like, Jar Jar does make that movie like throughout the whole movie, right? He's what kind of helps drive that movie. No right? cap, dude. Like that movie like, without Jar Jar would blow. How crazy is it? How like did you did you believe for a short period of time at any point that Jar Jar shouldn't be in that movie? In your lifetime, I never disliked Jar Jar Binks. I was, I, was I allowed six years myself. Old when Phantom came out, so like, right. I allowed myself to be like convinced of that for a short period of time, where I was like, "Yo, fuck Jar Jar," he, like he's he's too silly, you know. But like, I also hadn't like rewatched the movie and take like and the like, yeah, like last time I watched it, you know, he's there. Like I said, you know, maybe the scene before the pod race when the the animal towing the pod farts and he reacts to it. That's literally just a fart joke. There's no yeah. reason like or he gets his there. tongue stuck in the turbine thing. The... That I thought was fucking silly. Yeah, I like that. That was funny. But like when they're walking into uh, Mos Espa, Mos Espa, and he steps in the shit, you know, it's like you didn't really need to put that in there either. But the rest of it you know, is, is funny, is silly. It doesn't, the rest of it, I don't really think takes away uh, from the story. Um, and then, like I said last week to kind of, if, you know, you haven't gone back to listen to last week to kind of keep it a, uh, you know, independent episode. Um, 
when I said when I was a kid, I didn't understand the politics or anything he was saying. So it's it's not like the way he was talking ruined the movie because I I, I couldn't I couldn't for the life of me when as a kid bring myself to listen to Padme speaking at all because of the way she talks, you know, mm-hmm. we will not be bullied by you or whatever. It's like in, in all these big words talking like when the I was a kid, dude, I like this. Yeah. The queen doesn't have to know. Not even that, dude. I'm Which, talking okay. about just like Liam Neeson like any... did a fucking phenomenal job. Oh, dude. Liam I, like, Neeson and I've said this quite on as my favorite Jedi. And I, that is true. I, here's my here's here's you know what? Here we go. Oh, man. Hot takes. Let's go, bro. All right, there's 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 two actors. There's two actors who killed it, dude, in the entire saga series, right? I think the two best actors at playing their parts specifically, my two favorite, one A, one B, no one better than the other, right? Liam Neeson is Qui Gon. Adam Driver is Kylo. I Ryan. thought you were gonna say you and McGregor, dude. You and McGregor is a close second. I think. I think doesn't make him bad. It does not cakes. make him bad. No, Dude, it doesn't make it. I'm not saying, oh, everybody else sucks at acting and this their their job, their portrayal was terrible. Yeah. I'm just saying that to me, the the most the 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 best actors that have conveyed their uh their characters feelings and uh motives mm-hmm. are those two. Ewan McGregor is a great actor. He played Obi-Wan very well. Obi-Wan throughout the entire prequel trilogy up until other than the moment when Qui-Gon gets shanked and he has to fight Darth Maul and the I am you know you are my brother Anakin other than those two moments he's a very face value character you don't get much of what he's dealing with internally or whatever with Qui-Gon he's always very thoughtful you can tell his motives he's he's kind of sly you know he knows what he's doing you know he throws a little wink at was it uh Anakin, mm-hmm. like when he's talking to, yeah, like things like that here and there with, with Kylo, with Adam driver and Kylo Ren, you, I mean, the dude's just oozing emotion and, and internal, you know, struggle in turmoil. And it's like, I'm not saying you and McGregor <laughs> is bad at acting or that he's, you know, whatever. I'm just saying in my book, I get it. One, a one B Liam Neeson, Adam driver for the way that they played their character. And, and like, portrayed the internal shit that you only get when you're reading the book. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you and McGregor, you know, definitely nails his character. Um, and dude, I think we're going to get to see that even tenfold with Kenobi. I, after Kenobi's done, I'll probably have changed my list. I, like I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to take you and McGregor and put him on top for, you know, best portrayal of their character. What happened um, with Jar Jar Binks after order 66? Well, he was the rep. I believe he probably still was uh, a senatorial representative uh, for Naboo, because mm-hmm. that's what he was, right? He was uh, during. Was that during Attack of the Clones? Yeah, during yeah. Attack of the Clones, he was uh, given. He walks and he's wearing those elegant robes. <laughs> Annie, so, it, yeah, this right. is so happy to see you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm sure he. I mean, he probably. Uh, oh man, that'd be interesting. Cause do you think he would have bought into that? No, he definitely would have been on the side of the Senate. That was like, there's no way the Jedi just tried to assassinate the, the chancellor, you know? Cause there was a good how, portion of the Senate. Well, and that's the thing is like, how dumb is he? 
Nah, dude, Jar Jar was a hundred percent full rebellion, bro. Like I so? guarantee it. I think so. I think I think I think Jar Jar, if he didn't die, he's, he's the one that granted Palpatine his uh, ten- temperum power after Chancellor Valorum. I know, but th- that's because they didn't know that he was the, you know. Yeah. Well, the Jedi were weary of it, but they wouldn't have included Jar Jar in there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because they're like, so you're going to think... give him this power, but when the war ends, is he going to give this power up? Is essentially like hmm. what the I'm question. Trying to think was. though, I don't know. I don't know if like Bail Organa and Mon Mothma would trust Jar Jar to keep his mouth shut and not slip up, so they probably wouldn't include him in the in the yeah. Even though he would be on their side, the he Jedi would probably did slip that up. to Yusa. And like, yeah, 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 you probably would fucking I, I mean, I don't know. I would like to think that Jar Jar Binks is an independent free thinker and is able to be like, I know Annie. I know Master Obi-Wan. They're they're my friends. Yeah, like, I think they, he is. Yeah. But I just don't think he would have the ability to, to he would accidentally let slip something about secret meetings or rebellion type shit to somebody that he shouldn't. And so they probably wouldn't include him. What do you think the chances are of seeing Jar Jar Binks in uh, one of the upcoming projects that we have? They got Ahmed Best to come do that, uh, the yeah. the children's game show and stuff. I'm sure he's dude. He's 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 back now. I love Ahmed Best. Um, I would they love to, to see him come in and like. Can you imagine that a 2021 4K Jar Jar like toned down a little bit because he's older? Have you seen? The photo somebody did like a, a few years ago somebody did a uh like a cgi like a like a cgi photo yeah a 4k rendering of what a darth jar jar would look like yeah. in modern day technology With and it was super... creepy and dark as mm-hmm. shit yeah yeah because he that. didn't have yeah he had like his eyes were not elevated on top they were in his they're on his head and it made him look just fucking like reptilian and terrifying yeah um but it's dude, like you could I, look and you could still tell it was Jar Jar, but it wasn't. Yeah, the Jar Jar. But it, it wasn't the Jar Jar we grew up with, bro. Um, yeah, yeah, he looks like a fucking Velociraptor, dude. It's creepy. It is Sharp creepy teeth, as fuck, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really good. I I would definitely be down. But here's the thing, though: is are they going to uh run like? I feel like there's it's an apology tour type of deal, right? <laughs> or like just like like trying to like you know because that's kind of like that's what Mike said last week on the, ep- the podcast. We had a good friend of the pod, Mike Kaminsky, on, and he's talked about he didn't say it last week, but he's talked about it on here um, and to me in, in private about how the Mandalorian is kind of just like an apology tour for not just the Last Jedi, but the way the sequels were handled, um, and which is like. I agree to an extent, but it's like it's not really an apology tour if they're just doing it better. Yeah. You know, I don't it's think like they, the if, Mandalorian is the apology tour. I think the Mandalorian was, well, none of this other shit's working. You know what? Let's do this. And the Mandalorian right. was so successful that they're going to now milk that with Ahsoka. And I don't think it's stuff. milking it, bro. I think it's I think it's expanding. I think it's expanding the, the story in the world because. You know, I mean, maybe you didn't mean milk the way milk yeah. normally is used. Milk, but like, like, I'm saying this works. Let's give the people what they want. We need you know, to restore well, some you know faith. What, what's being milked is this dyad shit. That's what's being milked. That's that's where you would want to use. I got to pick up Secrets of the Sith, dude, because apparently this thing just keeps dropping new hints about the future of Star Wars. 
Um, the children's book that the secrets whatever the one that everyone's yeah. talking about the theories yeah. done a couple of videos on and like yeah. the one that has the engine um I yeah what the, the secrets of the sith what the thing i just saw was and i should have posted it but i'm like yeah i don't i'm not going to get into this until i pick up this book sure but um, um so but my thing is like i guess jar jar could be on the list for like bring them back reunion tour you know what i mean like if they're doing that for everybody I would love else to see jar jar if I saw a Jar Jar cameo, like Andor or something, oh, dude, you want to, you want to be here's 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 a perfect full circle uh, character conclusion, right? Uh, Obi Wan is on Tatooine, mm-hmm. right? He's walking through Mos Espa, probably mm-hmm. Mos Espa, Mos Eisley, whichever one, pick one. Um, and Jar Jar's there, and he bumps into him mm-hmm. in an alleyway, and Jar Jar is like. Oh uh, yeah, Miso. Sorry, I did not see Master Obi Wan. And then Obi Wan would be like, "Oh shit!" And then he tries to like, "You didn't see me," you know, yeah. like the, whatever. And Jar Jar's like, "Master Obi Wan," or yeah, uh, so nice to see you in the alleyway. <laughs> he grabs right him by the neck. It's Ben. And then he force chokes <laughs> him. He force chokes him to death in the alleyway and walks off to to hide his his identity. And then Jar Jar full circle. He's dead. And then you know. It's like such a poetic ending. <laughs> the twenty minute or the twenty second cameo of fucking Obi Wan just choking him. Not out. even twenty, dude. He's walking down the he's walking down the alleyway and he master Obi Wan is and then keeps going. I can just, just imagine just like, you and McGregor like, like after just snapping his neck with crisis averted, like just moving on with my life. <laughs> that well, wasn't yeah. gonna play out well. Yeah, yeah. It's like like Luke does with uh, the Gamorians. Yeah. Just walks up, just he walks by. He doesn't even look at Jar Jar. Do you know Jar Mark Jar Campbell sees him doesn't just, even remember that he force choked Gamorrean guards. I, I remember that interview where yeah. he says, Well, I don't think Luke would force choke somebody because force choking is a dark side power. He said that in a fucking interview. Yeah. He forgot that he did that to yeah. the Gamorrean guards. Which, um, I mean, the whole, like, I was, we, we weren't around for that movie, but the whole thing was, it was supposed to be teasing that he was going to turn to the dark side. And that's why he was right. wearing all black, wearing all black, being yeah, ominous. Yeah. And then it wasn't well, until the very final fight with Vader after he revealed, I'm never going to join you. And his flap came open. It revealed that he's wearing white. The light, the which black. Is the, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's hey, dude, that, that shit was so well put Beautiful. together. I, yeah. I will never, I will never dispute that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was supposed to make you believe that there's a chance this dude's turning to the dark side at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Mark Hamill's defense, that dude filmed hundreds of hours of things, maybe not hundreds, but a lot of time uh, of over the course of three movies. So if he forgets that he force choked a couple Gamorrean guards, you know, yeah. I'm sure that scene that they t- that they did was a lot less time than it was going over the whole talking to Jabba scene and fighting mm-hmm. the Rancor and all that shit. So it's it doesn't. I don't I don't think Mark Hamill regularly watches Star Wars. No. You know? Um I think he allows the fandom to kind of uh continue with uh like keeping him in the loop, I guess, with with the lore and shit like that. Yeah. Um You're gonna be super funny is to find out like Harrison Ford is just a closeted huge Star Wars fan. Oh, and that's why he's so defensive. Yeah. Like why he's like, so I, don't I don't like that shit. any of this. I don't like that shit. I was glad you go to his house. He's got just a Star Wars red room with like like his little guilty pleasure room. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I just wanted George to kill me off so I could not be in the movies and collect more items. I Mm want to, you know, that's why (laughs) would have made my Han Solo character more valuable. Filming gets in the way of my eBay hauling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which, uh, some, 
set photos got leaked of him with uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, you didn't know he was going to be in it? No, obviously, but he's wearing young <laughs> indie garb. And then there's like side by side, like CGI comparisons. They're going to de-age Harrison Ford. There's going to be some old indie scenes indefinitely. That's cool. uh, probably flashbacks then. Sure. Because like, what's the point? You know, just get Alden Ehrenreich to play indie. That'd be hilarious if they got the guy who played solo to play indie too. Ooh. I wouldn't be mad at it, bro. <laughs> Let's do it. Bro. I wouldn't be mad at it. This like that's what I would do. Shit, you already found the guy to play Han Solo. Might as well use that same guy that played Han Solo to play fucking indie. If you're gonna use the same original actor, yeah. Nah, whatever. <sighs> we anyway, should just take uh, Alden Ehrenreich and like uh, deep fake him over like Temple of Doom and just see how it see how it play out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what really bothered me about that Han Solo deep fake the Harrison Ford over Alden's face was the voice not being accurate. Sure. It just took it all away from me, mm-hmm. you know. It's like at least when they did the Luke one, uh, like they already had a computer generated voice that sounded like Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. uh, because that entire in Mando season two, that entire fucking dialogue by by Luke was computer generated, insane, um, which is insane. Yeah. Um, but for yeah, for that one, that what was his name, Shamuk. Yep. I think it was his name. He did the he did the Harrison Ford over Alden Ehrenreich's. Well, uh, I mean, Mando's a Lucasfilm production, and this dude was making a YouTube video. Oh, yeah. hey, and now he now everything he does is a Lucasfilm production. That's true. Homie got hired. Um, God. yeah, man. So, anything else that you uh had for your weekly intake update? No, I played a lot of Battlefront too. Mm-hmm. Doing really good over there. I'm powering nice. up. I, I started playing with Chewbacca a lot. Mm. Chewbacca's OP, bro. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no. Other than that, nah. Did you say what you got into? Oh, I watched Visions I today. I don't know if we're gonna talk about it. I doubt it. But. Uh, let's see. This week I started the Path of Destruction, Darth Bane book yesterday morning. Um, I listened to probably anywhere from thirty minutes to an hour. I got past the part. Uh, he's he's at the uh Sabak table. Okay. So I about to like go he, down. Yeah, he beat the shit out of his coworker. Mm-hmm. He can it described him like feeling the the dark side or feeling the force come through him. He doesn't know what it is. Yeah. You know, all that shit. He's um, able to anticipate what happens next. No, he's able to see yeah. what happens next. It's not even anticipate. Like it, it's straight up like Anakin levels, uh, if not more potent for exactly what's about to happen next. Yeah. Which so I thought that was pretty cool because it kind of goes into what we've talked about with the Anakin Obi-Wan fight was like the reason why it was such a, you know, not only do they know like how each other fought because they trained and fought alongside each other in the clone wars for years, but they could also sense each other's next move. So when you, when you both know what the next, what the other person's going to do, it makes it a stalemate for the most part. And I think it was a really cool thing to hear in the Bane book where he's like, it was, yeah, he's like, it's not just like a feeling of what might happen. It's knowing this, you know, his exact next move and knowing exactly how to counter it. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought it was like a cool insight in how force users fight, you know, because when they tap into it, they know what's coming next. It also it makes sense as to why they're able to deflect blaster bolts. It's not just because they have great reflexes. It's because they know where the bolts coming from and where it's going to hit them, you know, or possibly. So they just they know how to put the saber. Yeah. Um, 
so I thought that was really cool. So um, if you made it that far, how do you think about the fact that they touched on the name Bane already, right? Yeah. So yeah. the fact that his father basically told him, like, you're the bane of my existence. Yeah, um, I think that makes sense as to why he takes that as his his dark side name. Because it enrages bane. him. And to yeah. be like, this is the name that causes yeah, me that's, rage. That's like, what, you know, that's what your dark side power hinges on is mm-hmm. your rage. And when you tap into that, you are more powerful. So if his name, every time it's mentioned or he says it, helps you know, inflame or, or feed that flame rather inside of him to yeah. like, you know, cause like, it seems like he's just a pretty regular guy. Who's just, he's stuck mining on this planet. You know, he's a he's, big, he's dude. a Nobody pretty mellow dude. Yeah. With a, with a hair trigger. Yeah. That's what it seems like. And, and maybe not even a hair trigger. Square up. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think because like it explains he was, he was picked on teased, you know, beaten by his uh father and father's friends you know mm-hmm. um and then he just grew up to be massive and he you know he knocked a few motherfuckers out and, and they stopped and fucking with him the description which this book is very good at like these super extravagant uh descriptions of scenes so like sure. the description of the fight right how it set the tone of he's been sitting there working all day and like all day working this mine, working this mine. And then he's, you know, his equipment's having issues and whatnot. And then his dad's friend comes up and this, we find out that this is, this day is the anniversary of his dad's death. Um, His dad friend comes up like, you don't even give a shit, do you? Like you were the bane of your father's existence. Like basically, you know, you, you, he shouldn't have even been your dad because you weren't deserving of him. And, and you find out and like the way that it describes her, he's like, you know, he looked at his clothes and realized his clothes was clean or his clothes were clean and that he hadn't been working and he'd been drinking. So he's going to have more energy than I have because I've he'd been, been working planning all day. it. Yeah. Yeah. The he'd dude been planning had been sitting on there waiting because he knew Bane would be working in the mine all day. No, no friends were around. Nobody, nobody was there was to around. see it. Yeah. You know, and so he and knew that he this was like fucks him up. Yeah. Messes him up. Bites his thumb off. Yeah. Yeah, because he knew where the fifth the punch was coming, turned his head, bit down, and was biting down and realized, Am I able to bite this dude's thumb off? And as he thinks it, chomps straight through it. Yep. Craziness, man. So um, I'm so excited for you to get a little bit farther in this book. Um and, and I, for us I, I don't there's no rush, but uh Yeah, I had planned on being further. Um yeah. It took me a few uh, weeks to work my way through because I'm hard with audiobooks. Right. Too, well, I, and I'm using the physical with copy books, of that but... too. I bought the uh, Essential Legends collection version. Yeah. Of, I mean, I just listened to it because I had the audiobook before I bought that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, I was when I started listening to it yesterday. I planned on getting further, um, but I just I don't know. I was listening to it, and it's not that the book was bad. I just wasn't in the mood for an audiobook. You know, I was trying to get some. I want to be able to. Like a lot of my work doesn't necessarily, I want to say doesn't involve me thinking, but like it doesn't, it's a lot of it's like I can listen to an audio book while I work. Whereas like yesterday, well, yeah, that's when I was listening to it the day before we recorded this. Um, I was having to throw a bunch of numbers together on a spreadsheet and double check everything. So I was like, okay, I have to think and I don't, I can't, I'm I'm tuning out the book. So I'm just like, I'm not in the middle. I'll put some music on. But other than that, um, no, I actually didn't. I didn't watch or take in any other Star Wars this week. Um, last week, I did watch 
the was it the forest bride or the jungle bride or whatever it was called the village bride um i got through that one and then just before we started uh recording i was watching whatever one comes after that but i only got like five or six (laughs) minutes in so i didn't finish that episode of visions um sounds like spencer's house just collapsed on him i don't know Um, what the hell that was something hit my roof you got any trees nearby i have hella trees nearby yeah, something like a branch or some shit just fell off and hit your hit your house. I heard that shit. Hope my gutters are all right. Damn. Yeah, you might be busy today and tomorrow hanging some new gutters. Uh, but no, I didn't. I didn't. Uh... I got a landlord for that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's hey, there you go. That's the best part. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't listen. Read, did I read anything? Watch anything? Nope. Didn't play nothing. Nope. Not, I mean that's pretty boring Star Wars week for me. Well, hopefully uh, next week we can uh, we can talk about some more Path of Destruction, and I yeah, want you to go sure. play some Kotor, dude. I will. Fuck it, dude. I'll just fucking start installing it right now. I want to do a dark side run. I started a like it's a hard medium, medium side run to do stuff. Dark like side that. run is so hard because it's like I just got to be an asshole to everybody. Somebody asked for right. help. I'm like, no. Matter of fact, I'm robbing you. <laughs> like, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, that's pretty much what you have to do. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Like it's it's like I was playing uh the other part of it is you have to really like the game. Mm-hmm. You know? Um you got to get past the first planet. No, no. What you? And I'm talking oh. about me or just you in general, right? You have to really like the game, right? To play it again. Cuz I played Red Dead. I Redemption 2. I I played through pretty much the whole entire fucking that whatever. Game is so boring to me. I love that game. I'm going to fucking say so it. Fucking I've fun. tried to start it. I have it right here. I have tried to start that game like four times now. Yeah. You, you also have crippling ADD, bro. Like that's not a game for somebody who can't fucking focus on riding There's their some horse for 10 minutes in one direction. Too, but yeah. Whatever, dude. You want to add the H? Add the H. I'm just saying. Like it's impossible but for other you things to sit can through. suck me in, dude. I started playing. You know what I did play this week? And this is not Star Wars related. I started playing Dragon Age Origins. Okay. I, tight yeah and it was hard because dragon age origins is is the same kind of thing where your choices like i i'm doing i want to make a blood mage so like it's basically like a dark side magic person yeah um kind of figured and so i'm doing the whole mage thing i'm doing the academy i'm now i joined the gray wardens we're venturing through the forest or gathering things that is such a fun game and that's also a very like dense game but like i'm kind of like into the lore of it it's super yeah. fun um and yeah. i like role-playing games like that where it's just leveled up you know all these different characteristics and just go for it and so far right. i'm doing pretty good but the character setup in that game is actually pretty similar to kotor but i mm-hmm. so when i was playing it i was like you know what you know i've been playing this for an hour or so i'm gonna hop over to kotor and i went to kotor and the the one thing that like I really it's hard revisiting with KOTOR is the combat, right? It's it okay. is role play combat, but it's so slow and you can adjust the settings to where it'll pause between each turn. I don't like to do that. I like to queue up my next three to four attacks before, you know, when I'm mm. engaging. I have yeah. it set to pause when a new enemy is detected so I can line mm. up what I want to do. But right. The combat in that is just so clunky. One of the things that I hope they do with the KOTOR remake is I I honestly would like them to not have the turn-by-turn combat style. I would like something a little bit more like a Jedi Fallen Order where I can go through and actually engage and fight the people. 
Um, other than line up, I'm going to do attack and then I'm going to do a critical attack. And then this like rather, which is, it's fun. And it's supposed to be reminiscent of a, you know, tabletop RPG type game. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm hoping they do something different with the combat because jumping from dragon age origins, which came out six years after, after KOTOR did to then hopping over to KOTOR, like, it was I that that was the thing that kind of blocked. I played another like twenty minutes of Kotor and I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. Sure. But I don't know, man. I'm obviously I'm gonna play it regardless. Speaking right. of video games, uh next month, November sixteenth, if you want a Nintendo Switch, they're dropping a bunch of classic Star Wars games over there. Um I know we've brushed on it before saying that like they were working on doing this, but we have an actual release date. So uh if you have a Nintendo Switch, November sixteenth, the Jedi Knight collection collection so jedi knight uh jedi academy and jedi knight 2 jedi outcast are coming to nintendo switch classics classics um and then also they're doing a racer and commando combo so this is where we're going to get our uh republic commando remaster that we were talking about and also Mm -hmm. episode one racer from like the n64 era pod racer yeah oh shit so i don't have a nintendo switch uh Sounds like you're about to though. My wife's been wanting one, so I think we're gonna get oh. a Nintendo Switch Lite. Yeah, because I don't, I don't need the console. Uh, so I'm definitely probably gonna pick up at least the Racer and Commando combo. Um, I have yeah, Jedi Knight two. No, I have Jedi Knight one on my Xbox. Uh, but I played Jedi Knight two Jedi Outcast on PC when I was young, and I loved that game. Yeah, it seems like the only one I don't have out of there is the Pod Racer one. So I've got the classic Battlefront 2. I've got Empire at War. I've got mm-hmm. Dark Forces, Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2, Jedi Knight Mysteries of the Sith, Jedi Knight 2 Outcast, Jedi Knight Academy, KOTOR, KOTOR 2 Sith Lords, Republic Commando, Starfighter, Clone Wars, Republic games, Heroes, you bought Force the, Unleashed, the Switch Force bundle, Unleashed 2, right? Or not the Switch, the uh, Twitch one. Not Twitch. Steam, Steam bundle. Yes, there you go. Yeah, the I Steam bought that. Bundle. I got there. Fucking years ago. Um, yeah, and then I also have Battlefront and Battlefront 2 on Origin. And okay. I have the original squadrons. Or the new ones. The new ones. I've battle I have the original Battlefront 2 here on Steam, but I have on Origin I have the the remakes, like the the you know, next gen remakes or whatever. Is Battlefront um, 2 uh cross platform? Like the newer one? Mm-hmm. Um I have no clue, honestly. So I'd love to figure out if we could play Battlefront 2. Um, I think I also have it for the PlayStation. Wait, you have Xbox. So have that Xbox, would be yeah. cross-console. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, it'd be cool. I haven't played it a whole lot. Um, I know we have a few listeners that have wanted to play with us, too. Which I would like yeah. to figure out how to get that set up and, and play with some people. Shout out to you, um, Casey. What's up, dude? What up, Casey? What up, Casey? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. All I know is I have to install KOTOR today. I have to play it a little bit. What I was saying, though, is that it, when you play a game again, it's hard to do it differently, even if they have... There's, there's a couple things. like you, you had, It's hard to play diff- differently because you're playing always the way you would play a game. So, like, anytime I want to start a new fucking, like, character in Skyrim, and like, I want to start out being a fucking you know, a, a, a melee wielding orc. <laughs> mm-hmm. I always end up somehow being a stealthy archer, 
no matter how many times I try. You know, uh, when I played Red Dead Redemption 2, you can play as an asshole, right? There's like kind of a different ending if you play yeah. uh, as, a, as a bad guy, yeah. as the outlaw, not the good guy. Um, and I try as, as hard as I try. It's just not in my nature to be the bad guy. And you also have to want to play the game again. Mm-hmm. So like you've played KOTOR a shit ton. If you want to run run a dark side uh, character, you have to bring yourself to want to run through the storyline again when you've already played in an in an antiquated, outdated mechanic, you know, that yeah. doesn't keep your attention. You got to really want it, you know, and so it, that's why it's hard to do. True. And like I tried. But the other thing is, I also tried Red Dead, too. I love that game. I couldn't, you know, I was like, I'm not running through the story again. As much as I do love that Western open world sandbox, you know, I spent more time like doing shit to like upgrade my guns and my equipment and my clothes and getting haircuts and training my beard and shit like that. than I did really chasing down the story because well, it you was played like a I lot was... of like, did you play like GTA five? The campaign? Yeah, I love G- GTA five. I've run through I that spe- campaign like three or four times, but I, I don't do it for the campaign. I do it to fucking work the stock market so I can buy sure. cars and clothes and guns and shit, dude. Like that's what, that's where I'm at with it. Like I, I like these open world games to kind of live vicariously through them less about what the story has. What's to crazy. The yeah. story is a dope story though. Oh, it is. I mean, what's crazy about GTA specifically is it's old enough where like, I have those feelings of nostalgia tied to it. And it's, it's, it's still old, like dude. irrelevant. It's like, 10 years old, dude, but it's, they just released an upgrade, like an updated, not updated. It's like they're releasing a 10 year anniversary edition or some shit. Or no, they did that with Skyrim, I believe. They released another edition of Skyrim. I pre-installed. Of new I pre-installed the uh, San Andreas. Oh, that's right. They're, the, they're doing the like a revamp. I don't know if it's a full remaster. I haven't yeah. seen anything of it, but I pre-installed yeah, yeah. it already because it's on Game Pass. Um, and it comes out sometime in November. I have it pre-installed, so it'll automatically be boop in there right. when it drops. Right. So I'm going to play this um, shit. I've played San Andreas probably 15 times. Goddamn. Mm-hmm. I had a PS2, baby. Like oh, back dude. in the day, back in the day, it was like I did too. That's how you played games. You played the games you had, and I had San Andreas. And San Andreas was like that's one of the few. Same with Kotor. It's one of the few like open world games that give you kind of that MMORPG feeling, even though it's all AI and like you know yeah. PCs. But like it's you're in a world, and you know a submersive world that you can kind of make your own decisions and do what you want in. Yeah. And that's what that's why I liked as a kid having, you know, the GTA and the KOTOR and things like that. Um just to be able to play in those sandboxes. Yeah. Uh, my my yeah. CJ was swole, bro. I, I would I would I would I would yep bench all day. I would just hit that bench <laughs> and then I'd go back and uh I, I I know exactly the route in my mind still. I know exactly how to get from CJ's is it his aunt's house or mm-hmm. something like that? It was his aunt, from yeah. there, from there to the house in the in the hills, uh, I think to the north or some shit. Yeah. Like I would always hop on my chopper and I would I would hit that right turn to go across the little overpass bridge, take a left to get down on the on ramp to the highway. You take the first on ramp to take the, the highway north and then you, you, you kind of that windy highway and then there's a really steep off ramp you hit that bitch hang a left go up through the hills boom there's the house right there you know and what I man was... if you're if you're listening or watching if you're watching on youtube i want you to comment below i want you to fact check this <laughs> that's pretty yeah fact i used check to have the t- map from the game printed oh, out wall, and hung baby. up on my wall 
Yeah, dude. My yeah, I bought the uh, I bought it was my first ever rated M game that my parents let me have. Mm-hmm. We were at GameStop and it was the trip the, what they're releasing the bundle now. with three Vice the tr- City the trilogy. And San Andreas. Yeah, yeah. I, I got um, that, too. Yeah, that's that's exactly. Yeah, that's what I, I had couldn't bought. play three at all. Vice City was OK. San Andreas. It was, was just San Andreas, bro. Was, yeah. I had the, I had all three games. I never like a uh, good friend of the pod, Travis. His game, Vice City. He loved that shit. I mean, me, I played Vice City, it. but I not San I didn't Andreas get into was it where like it was San at Andreas. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I played the fuck out of it, and it was like I was at GameStop with my mom and my stepdad, and I remember being like, I had money, or I had the money for it. It was my money, birthday money or some shit, and I was like, Can I get this? And I was like, It's rated M, and my stepdad goes, Yeah, sure. And I was like, Are you serious? He's like, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And I, I remember I was like, I was probably like. 14 or 15 i was Bro, like i just game. saw this meme or like a reel on instagram that was uh it's this dude it's like when you're in gamestop with your parents trying to buy grand theft auto as a kid <laughs> and it's it's the gamestop employee and he's sitting there reading like the game but yeah. the audio that's playing is from like like a court proceeding where it's like aggravated assault assault against a police officer like <laughs> prostitution and like yeah, reading yeah. through this whole list and uh yeah, and, the, it, and then and dad's just looking at you as it's all being read off. Like, really, mm-hmm. this is what this is what you're trying to play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fuck, dude. But, you know, what pissed me off the most about that was uh, uh, I used the cheats as we all did. Right. Used the cheats and I got a tank. Right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to lose the tank. So I parked the tank in the garage of that sure. house up there on the hill. Right. Yeah. And I pressed triangle to get out of the car. Uh, and like I backed the tank in and like nothing happened. And then bloop, I teleported out of the of the tank in front of the house because there wasn't enough room for me to get out of the tank. Mm-hmm. And from then on, because I couldn't get back into the tank with the animation, the tank was stuck in the garage. So and I had already saved. So I couldn't park anything in that garage anymore. I was so mad. And you just had to look at a tank that you couldn't drive. You just spawn a new play, tank, but yeah. I stopped playing the game. <laughs> like, like I couldn't have, I, I was so bummed that I had saved over my, like my save with my favorite house has now a tank in the garage. So every vehicle that I drive there now yeah. parks outside and goes away. And I was like, there's no fucking point in playing this fucking game at all. Um, But anyway, that's not to be too down about it. So I definitely probably get that remaster of San Andreas and, and play the fuck out of that Heck for a yeah, little man. bit anyway. Um, uh, did you watch we, the new Buzz we, Lightyear trailer? Oh, I was just about to ask you if there's a, if do we, do we do a star Wars podcast? We do. Or? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I did watch the new Lightyear trailer. I have different thoughts about it that aren't related to star Wars, but if you want to run through well, some Easter eggs thoughts first, cause I watched it for oh. the first time this morning and I loved it. I think it I thought so it was good. awesome. Um, it's interesting that it says prequel on here. Um, and the reason why it's interesting is just because, um, I like to think of this as like a legends version of Lightyear. a what if, what if watch, Buzz Lightyear uh, was a real person? Did you watch Buzz Lightyear star command? Like the TV show? No, I never did. No, I know, I know that that's supposed to be the same. Like it's supposed to be Buzz Lightyear and whatever. Yeah. Um. And it's like hit him with his crew fighting Emperor Zerg. They're like in the academy and it's yeah. a TV show. I watched it as a kid, and I also played the video game. Well, right. And one of the, it's like funny to me is like they're all toys. So like 
none of this happens. Right. And like toy story, you can kind of like a little bit like what if toys came to life when adults weren't around or people weren't around. Um, but like having a whole story about it and also still existing in the concept of like their toys with how real this, I mean, this looks, this is straight up like above Incredibles level of fucking animation. Oh yeah. Um, as if Buzz Lightyear's a real guy. And so to me in my head, in my head canon for toy story, Jesus Christ. Um, fucking first episode of the fucking video podcast. I'm going to quit. Cause I can't believe I just said that. Um, but yeah, in my head, it kind of is like a Legends what if version of what if Buzz Lightyear was a real dude, not a toy. How but, I thought about it was this is what Buzz Lightyear thinks his past has been when he lands in Andy's room. Oh, fuck. Okay. So it's like this programmed belief in this his is, head. This, he thinks he's yeah. been doing all of this stuff and this was his academy and this was his upbringing and this is how he became. Buzz yeah, Lightyear. No, that's dope. So that's, that's how I thought kind of thought prequel yeah. was like, you know, he lands there and he's all, you know. Yeah. I'm in this room. I'm on the squishy planet and like whatever. Yeah. This is what <laughs> yeah. this is what in his head he thinks he is. That's kind no of how sign I of intelligent life anywhere. That's right. Um, he's um, handsome as shit. Well, if you're going to have Chris Evans be the voice. Yeah, like he's got the little little dimple. He's always got to. He's got um, which I have when I shave my beard, which will probably never happen again, but oh, I have I have a hella dimple here, bro. It's even got a swirl. I don't know. I'm Buzz Lightyear. I'm just kidding. Um uh, let's, I was actually, what is this? Oh, okay. No, Battlefront 2 is not cross-platform. Apparently I Googled that earlier while we were talking. Um, were you just staring at your screen because red is going crazy? No, I, uh, I have a sign on my front door mm-hmm. that says home on it. And it's a, it's a nice, cute sign. And my front door is right there mm-hmm. and it's windy today. It's a windy fall day. That's probably and so a branch that hit your roof earlier then. No, I think what happened earlier it's you're fine, babe. I think what <laughs> happened earlier is the wind took my screen door and slammed it against the house. Oh yeah. That makes sense. It shook the whole house. And then now because we didn't close the screen door, that sign just been sitting there like clink, clink, clink yeah. against the door. So yeah. my beautiful wife's like, Hey man, like, do you want me to go close that shit? And I'm like, please, please, please do. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I was over here looking at, uh, whether or not battlefront two was, a uh, uh, cross platform while that was happening. Mm hmm. But uh, but yeah. So, but it's not. It's not. And Buzz Lightyear has my chin, except for my chin isn't as big uh, as his is. I mean, I I tell my wife, I'm like, when I shave off my beard, I look like a thumb. He is actually like he's shaped like a thumb. Yeah, but he's a handsome ass thumb. Hmm. Let's see. (laughs) He's he's one of the thumbs from uh, Floop Spy Kids. Yeah, there it is. Spy Kids. Hit him with that F, bro. Yeah. Uh, don't be throwing up gang signs on the podcast. The flukes, flukes, bro. <laughs> Shoot, man. Um, but Screen Rant posted this article when that I was F bomb for the wrath of attack. Rappers having it. Sorry. <laughs> the similarities between Buzz Lightyear or Lightyear, the Lightyear is what the name of the movie is. I'm actually really excited for this. I was a big Toy Story fan as a kid. Oh, uh, dude, Lightyear, still some of my favorite movies of all time. They hold one up. and two. They hold one and two specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are the similarities between what we see in the Lightyear trailer versus Star Wars. Of course. Star Wars. Star Wars. Um, Star lightsaber. Wars. Lightsaber. lightsaber. Who the fuck is this guy? I quit. He quits. 
Uh, yeah, light no years so. space base is reminiscent of Geonosis. I don't see that other than there's a dome. I would say this is more so like an Utapau climate-wise or a... Uh, I don't... I think it's a stretch. That's a stretch, right? I think it's... A, I think I think it just looks... It's a... No, it's a stretch. If I mean, if anything... I mean, you can't... Just because the it's a... Con, what is it? A constant uh, sunset like Geonosis? Or whatever, like yeah. all the lighting is orange, but no, I I don't know. Side I'd note, have to see it again. The yeah. scenery is gorgeous. It's oh yeah, gorgeous. no, it's well done. Um, um, that's cool. Number two, <laughs> Buzz Lightyear spaceship is powered by coaxium. Like exclusive, like explicitly said coaxium, or just because that looks exactly like coaxium? It is a blue crystal that looks in a exactly cell like that. that is stabilized that powers spaceships. Um. Cool. I, I mean, agree. I agree. That, sure. I mean, that's that's what that looks like. That you looks know, it's, pretty coaxial. Man, I'll tell you what, bro. That's one of the things, man, that people need to realize is that a uh, uh, Star Wars exists in a galaxy far, far away. Not in a different a long universe. Time ago. But, but in a galaxy far, far away. So, Coaxium like, we're in the middle- probably used for a while. Let's just like if if something exists in in one spot in the universe because you know the theory of the big bang everything started here boom outwards if it exists over here it probably exists over there somewhere Bet. so if 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 coaxium exists in the galaxy whatever the name is of the Star Wars galaxy that all of this is happening in coaxium's probably elsewhere too because it all originated from the same part there might be even coaxium in the Milky Way galaxy. We just haven't found it yet because we're kind of limited in our ability to travel. I wish I wouldn't have to wrap everything I say. But, I mean, she's got a soul like it. that, bro. Fucking, it's, it's something. Okay. Uh, but yeah, next, so I believe it, bro. This next one's kind of a stretch. So, light year features possible hyperspace rings. Bullshit. These Those are, look, you can yeah. tell just by looking at these, these are rings meant for piloting training exercises. Oh, for sure. That's what these are. They were trying to make the connection that, like, in uh, uh, I don't remember if it's in. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the thing that the Jedi starship is attached to. Sure, because they they only have sublight engines for these small starfighters, so they these are rings. These are rings to fly through video game style for when they release the Lightyear video game. Hundred percent. Which I think is cool. I like I I like those like uh, you know fly training. tropes where it's like sure you remember there used to be this game when i was young it's like a biplane video game and you'd have to go through and fly through all the different i feel like i remember this yeah i could not tell you the name of it i remember you were in a biplane I, and that's where i learned the word biplane um mm. but you used to have to fly um, through rings like this and yeah that's what Here, these are are we is like oh i'm sorry screen rant i don't mean to shit on you but come we on do. like is every sentient ish robot and everything a nod to droids are they all droids interruption is look how clean that picture is that's an amazing i'm posting the stuff on instagram so uh go check instagram because i'm posting these pictures sorry this looks huh Oh, I just said sorry for the squeaks, guys, to the whoever's watching, listening, because I'm moving my mic stand, my mic. I haven't WD forty this bitch yet, so lube it Not up, bad. baby. I, I'd be slacking. I gotta lube it up. Look how fucking good this looks. Look how good this looks. It looks amazing. Like this Incredible. entire, 
Like this, this, if this isn't, if this isn't proof that they need to do Star Wars stuff like this, I don't know what else I can say. I, I use Moana as a fucking example. Dude, do you want, do you want to want the story of Luke, Han, and Leia going on adventures post-Jedi? Do you? I would 100% take it in this format. Are you kidding me? And then you get voice actors that like the same ones that have done other shit in the past that can nail all three of their voices. Yeah. Then you don't have to worry about if, if, if the person like they casted somebody who looks enough like them sure. or them or her, you know, it's like, and then you don't run into the issue that we have of Carrie no longer being with us. If you get someone who can do a voice like hers, then they can animate somebody who looks just like her. Then you don't have to worry about like the morality aspect of whether or not we should be using, you know, fucking, deep fake on on a person you know it's like animated character versus a deep faked character you don't have to worry about the morality if the animation looks like this why not like why wouldn't dude let's go for it like like, okay place your hand over buzz lightyear's face look at just the droid fuck it yeah and tell me that's not a live action star wars cut yo you can pretty much the only thing that makes this look like it's not a live action star wars cut is maybe the size of his eyes and eyebrows that's it like and I know what no, you mean, though. He, if, that's why I said. That's you, why I said cover. Yeah, space, I know. But. but like, but like, even then, like, his eyes and eyebrows are only a, a scale down away yeah. from looking like this is a legit live action cut. Rendering you're right. wise, rendering general, wise, just it looks cover legit. His face, it looks beautiful. It looks like an like you know they like they found like the thing says Dagobah. Yeah. You know, because the next one is saying has Buzz Lightyear found Dagobah since his 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 starfighter jet pilot ship thing. This Looks one like he's on fucking Dagobah. It does, sure. He's on a swamp planet, wherever he is. Yeah. Um, it's reminiscent. It doesn't look like he crashed there. They're, they're probably nods for sure. His ship you know? almost looks like the nose and everything almost looks X-Wing. With the, but with the, the wide wing, like a, with the, the yeah, engine close to the center. If anything, dude, this looks just like modern day f- like jets. Honestly. I guess that's true, too. Yeah. You know? Um, there's there's a lot of stretching going on with this article. There, is there is there are there nods to Star Wars? Absolutely. I feel like the coaxium is definitely a nod. The uh, uh, the swamp planet, depending on what he's doing there, that swamp planet could easily be a nod. You know. So earlier, like Buzz read Buzz Wow, are you good? <laughs> that was Buzzfeed. <laughs> And Buzzsprout, which are hosting neither our- one of those are Screen Rant. <laughs> so, Screen Rant, okay, there's this picture that's up and it says, Lightyear may well use hyperspace. And we're going to mm-hmm. post the link for this uh, article in the description below so you can check these out too. Um, Lightyear may well use hyperspace. So, you can see in this picture, it is a little flashy line behind this droid and there is a arrow pointed to it that says hyperspeed so obviously he's going to go fucking use hyperspace and then it looks like those rings you see those rings mm-hmm. right there mm-hmm. might be like his that might be where his ship like goes and flies through to slow down or something because the rings are right there in this drawing so there's no way yeah. that those are and then in the trailer it shows his ship jumping to light speed so well that's yeah it's not like the how do you get a job as screen rant i'm just kidding i'm not trying uh, to talk shit but 
Yeah, that's the problem is I think both of us are kind of if you if, if they go back and listen to any of our episodes, we are not getting a job at Screen Rant. Yeah. You tell them you telling me you're at gonna me. talk shit about us and then at you're me. gonna come ask for a job? Yeah, don't at me. Don't at me, bro. I ain't giving you my ads. That's not true. They're probably in the description if I put them there yet or not. Um DM yeah, us it looks at to, their only legends. The so I mean so traveling at the speed of sound was already a thing, I believe, when Lucas was making uh, the OT. Traveling at the speed of light would be the obvious next jump, pardon the pun. And so was Superman it's not... traveling at the speed of sound or the speed of, speed of light? Speed of sound. Faster than the speed of sound. Is that what it is? More powerful yeah. than a locomotive? Yeah. Gotcha. Um. So, like, I suppose the first, I think Star Wars might have been the first live action thing we saw where where they were traveling at light speed or, or faster than the speed of light, calling it hyperspace, hyperspeed, jumping to light speed. Um, but, yeah, it looks like on this old diagram behind the, f- the picture here. Um, and you know what? Apologize to you guys watching. Uh, once we get a little better at our video editing skills, we can maybe include parts of this uh of what we're looking at here the articles and whatnot but uh yeah it looks like there's like a little dotted line that leads from a planet to another planet and in the middle there's like a little explosion type of deal and an arrow that points down to it that says hyperspeed so what that tells me is that at that point in the trajectory or the traveling you will reach hyperspeed at this point that's kind of what that tells me. Mm-hmm. So like halfway through, you will reach hyperspeed or maybe it just means the whole thing is hyperspeed. I don't know, but uh, it's kind of cool. Um, maybe it is a little nod. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised they're not over here pointing at this, this orb in the top left hand portion of the screen being like Death Star, you know, <laughs> like if you're <laughs> just everything Death yeah. Star, that's what that is. Death bro. Star. And then right there, it says you with an arrow pointing down. You see that? Mm hmm. That's like a nod to Mysterio and, and Spider-Man, dude. Confirm more Among Us. Mm, not quite. <laughs> Stupid. Just kidding, dude. Just Dumb. making bullshit assumptions. Um, I googled um, light speed. Yeah. And when it was first mentioned, first thing that pops up is a Wikipedia article. So I don't know. Mm, that's just the most frequently visited website. There was a Power Rangers show that was Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue. I but doubt that's... that was back in the seventies, though. I mean, it might have been. Huh. I, I don't the know. more you know, the more you know. You never know. I'll see if I can figure it out. I'm never gonna revisit this topic <laughs> again. <but laughs> Fuck this topic. <laughs> um, if you know, comment below because that's the thing we can do now. I I don't know. Yeah. Hey, drop your comment below, and uh, we'll see if we leave comments Where's on for the next episodes. Um, or who is the first to like mention it as a who? Yeah. Light speed mentioned in pop culture mm-hmm. would be a thing. Probably. Um, if you give me so, an accurate comment below, I'll shout you out on the next show. Yeah. I don't think anybody will. We're still no. waiting to give our, uh, give away that t-shirt for the first person to leave that comment on our iTunes. They, you know, what mad hatter or something, something or other. Yeah. Never got a hold of us. I'm convinced it was my mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. It probably was dude. I don't know. Uh, I'm excited that we're on YouTube now. This is new, and I don't know anything about it, so I don't even know if people are going to listen. I know people are going to listen because of our audio podcast, but... Yeah. 
Well, so, okay, I was just talking to a couple people last night. I was playing some games with some buds, and uh, you know they were... What? Just kidding. Go ahead. Oh. Um, and, uh, you know, I was, a few, I was a few IPAs in, you know, and I decided to shamelessly plug our show to them, had I hadn't done it yet, um, to those who I was playing with. They're kind of relatively new um, for me playing the games with them. And uh, dropped a link in the Discord chat and was like, hey, if you guys like Star Wars, you know, and you want to hear me and my buddy Spencer talk about Star Wars, give us a listen. Um, and I asked them, like, what do you guys frequently, you know, listen to your podcast with? Uh, one of them said Spotify and the other ones were like mostly YouTube. I'll just turn it on in the background. I was like, see, I thought that was a thing. So mm-hmm. it's not so much about people watching us for an hour and a half, two hours. They'll just run it in the background while they do other things. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, it's like, I'm excited to get on YouTube because I feel like that's a part of our, our audience that is untapped potential audience that is untapped. Yeah. Um, you know, not everybody has, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, but almost everybody has YouTube. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that'll be uh this is pretty cool to be on screen. Um doing the damn thing. Um dude. So last week we had said we had a Halloween special, right? We dressed up, we didn't fucking release that, which that will be released at some point on Patreon when we get our Patreon up and running. Yeah. Um and then uh, we didn't. We talked about a little bit of a. How, what did we do? Anything Halloween related? Was it just a? We quiz did a trivia did? at the end. Trivia. So you know, we know it's it's past Halloween. Actually, technically, we're recording this the day before Halloween. But when you hear watch this and hear this, it's after Halloween. So we're not necessarily going to have a Halloween special. But Spencer did throw together a couple of spooky things or one spooky thing uh, for us to uh, in the Halloween spirit visit, and that would be four reasons salacious crumb is scarier than you might think. Now, I have not read this. I have not looked at this at all. (laughs) He's not once scared me. uh, So I don't know why he'd be scarier than I think uh, when he's just not scary at all. Uh, This is an article posted on StarWars.com. I'm just going to read through it. It's it's short. It's four things. Uh, I love Salacious Crumb. For those of you who have listened to the show, you know that I hold Salacious B. Crumb in high regards to my heart. He's ah, like everything about him. Love him. Uh, Spencer actually dressed up as him for Halloween in four years in a row. I dress up like him every day. Look at this mug. (laughs) I mean, in his defense, he does have more hair than you though. He does, dude. He's, I can't grow that. I mean, you know what? I probably... No, no, I can't grow that. You could you could do the equivalent on the edges, probably. I can grow my hair out to look like his ears off the side. I grow thick there you go. Right here. There you go. <laughs> his hair spray him out every day. I'm a little yeah, bit. just fucking get some combs going. <laughs> Feather that sh- shit out. Oh, man. Uh, so this is according to StarWars.com. Uh, it's an article Another reliable source by I don't know because they don't acknowledge their authors. Um... I guess so. No, top right by Jennifer Landa. Jennifer Landa. Uh, Jennifer Landa put this together. So in honor of spooky season, we're going to run through the four reasons Salacious Crumb is scarier than you might think. Uh, Number one, he knows all the secrets. Okay. Uh, Throughout his time as Jabba's jester, Salacious saw a lot of drama. Powerful people making shady deals guest pleading not to be thrown into the rancor pit and a jedi knight attempting to use a mind trick on the hut salacious knew all the secrets and that's a frightening thought any dirt he has on a person he will absolutely use it for his own personal gain or even worse his own amusement salacious has no loyalties except a jabba 
He has no moral code. He loves seeing Jabba, Jabba torment others, even when it's a fellow entertainer of the court, like Ula. God, poor Ula. Um, there is no one who is closer to Jabba than Salacious, both in friendship and in proximity. I'm going to argue with that, Star Wars, okay? How are you going to do Bib Fortuna like that? Like Bib Fortuna. They ain't close. They ain't close. Bib Fortuna has been his right hand man forever. Yeah. And then I he think... ends up over not overthrowing him, but stepping in to assume his role, apparently. I think I think Bib is lo- more loyal to Jabba than Jabba is to Bib. I think Jabba and Salacious are close as shit. And but Bib this is talking is kinda... about Salacious's loyalties. You think Jabba sure. it holds salacious crumb and higher? Oh, I mean, it's like his pet. He right? literally holds him with his tail. I think that's, that's pretty fucking close. They snuggle. He's like they my snuggle red. all the time. Yeah, he is like your red when your red isn't trying to <laughs> sabotage the podcast. Uh, uh, always be wary of the person whispering in the boss's ear, especially when it's salacious B crumb. So he knows his shit. I mean, that, that is true. Shit, Who knows how much of that he retains? He probably knows a lot. Right. Um. He's got a wicked sense of humor. Uh, getting roasted by a comedian is brutal, especially if they mimic the person as they are verbally skewering. And Salacious became known in Jabba's palace for being a great imitator. Sometimes he, uh, he'd immerse this. I did so it. good reading the first you did one. For that first one, and you got in your head about it. <laughs> Sometimes he'd mercilessly tease Jabba's go. captives. Other times he'd mimic Jabba himself. Much to the hut's amusement, in fact, it was Salacious's hilarious antics that kept him alive and in good favor with his crime boss. Um, anyway, summed it up. He's funny. He made Jabba <laughs> chuckle. He chuckled himself. He's got, and he chuckled at people's misery primarily. So yeah, mocking them and cackling. Yeah. So we know uh, he's a little shit. He's a little, uh, he is a little shit. Number three, judge him by his size. Do you? Ooh, he, he is a reference. little shit. Um. And I love this picture of him like ripping the, out C three PO's eye, which is a uh, I just realized is kind of the the Phantom Menace and him not having an eye might be a nod to this moment. Maybe not when you first meet C three PO in Phantom Menace. He's oh yeah, one eye, yeah, and he can't see anything, and Anakin has to plug the eye in. I don't my know. Pots are showing. My pots are showing. But apparently, so the galaxy is a dangerous place for a creature like Crumb, especially when there are rat catchers around. In the wild, Kowaki and monkey lizards travel in packs because there's safety in numbers when you're two feet tall. Is that um, what he is? He's a Kowaki and monkey lizard? He's a Kowaki and monkey lizard. Hmm. Why is, yeah. I don't know. I don't know all the aliens and stuff. I just, I never heard of his species before. I, I think the only other time we see his species, I'm sure he's in Clone Wars or Rebels at some point, is in Mandalorian when there's a the little quacky and monkey lizard in the cage just watching the other one get skewered and like roasted. Oh, yeah. You remember that? Is that what that was? I think it was season well, thought... one of Mando. He's like walking through Tatooine and there's oh there's one we'll he's like shaking it. in the cage scared and then there's like a rotisserie over a fire and it's a quacky and monkey lizard getting roasted right in front of <laughs> I did not I do not recall that. I need to I need to pay a visit to Mando. Yeah, no, I know. Again. I was talking last week where I try to go put on Mando and like I just I lose interest really quick. And I don't know why cuz it's incredible, but maybe I'll sit down and just once I get into it, get into it, you know. Yeah. Um, anyways, to sum this whole paragraph up, he's capable even though he's small. 
there is a word in here that was used kind of like absurd than a certain absurd amount of times in the revenge of the Sith novelization fear of using the word small. Apparently the author of that novelization when describing Yoda at any time always said the word diminutive. I didn't even notice dude. How could you not? Oh my God, dude. Every time I know he used uh, the word shatter point about 20 times. Anytime he was talking about mace. Yeah. (laughs) Go by. He used the word diminutive (laughs) all the fucking time dude it was like anytime yoda talked the diminutive jedi master or in his with his diminutive size and it's like why why are you constantly his little feet shuffled across the floor yeah (laughs) yeah the diminutive jedi master pulls his diminutive lightsaber from his diminutive robe and proceeds to do diminutive backflips dude (laughs) knock it the fuck off all right you don't need to use that word so many goddamn times the other word small is allowed to be used in a novel it's okay anyway other than that book is great <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is honestly book. and like it's not a recency bias thing because i just finished path of destruction i like yeah. revenge of the sith the novelization more than i liked path of De- oh differently it's it's a completely it's different, a different book. like but but still it's okay revisibility can... revisitability i will revisit ability oh damn oh damn we're spitting bars out here dude. um i will revisit revenge of the sith indefinitely path of destruction it's going to be like once every few years, maybe. The divisive, the, the divisive, invisible, divisibility. I don't know. Anyway, uh, the cuteness factor is number four, and I don't agree, bro. I don't agree. I don't think. I don't think his cuteness factor is terrifying, or or it makes him scarier because motherfucker ain't cute, bro. I don't care. He ain't cute. You call my boy ugly? Yeah. Next, you're gonna he... tell me Malikali is fat, bro. <sighs> I mean, I mean, he a chonk, bro. He a chonk. He a little thick, you know what I'm saying? He's a little thick, thick, you know? You got a couple um, C's in there. Um, but yeah, it's the cuteness factor. And it, I'm telling you, it's man. It's deceptive. It's not deceptive. No, I'm <laughs> saying de- the cuteness factor. Like, it's always, he's little, he's harmless. You he's think just, you think he's sneaky ah, cute? Like, oh, yeah, you th- that's what it is. You think you're going to get there this, and this motherfucker will just shank you yeah, while you're sleeping. Dude, I had a dream the other night. I got stabbed, bro. And really? don't. Yeah, dude, I got shanked in my dream on what's today, Saturday, Thursday I've night. Been stabbed, dude. Single most painful th- experience of your entire life? No. I was stabbed in. Uh, you just don't watch Hot Fuss, or you reference that. Movie. I need to watch that movie just to get. I've there, seen Hot Fuzz, two, but I don't. There are two movies that I reference more than Star Wars. The only movies I reference, actually, it's not true. There's three movies. Uh, if I'm not referencing Star Wars, it's either Fast and the Furious, Shaun of the Dead, or Hot Fuzz. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's. I mean, if you're new to the show, get ready. This is where the fun begins. Nice. Pff, boom. Got him. <laughs> that's one I know. Yeah. There you, there you go. Yeah. No. But when he gets stabbed, or when he's talking to all, when Nicholas Angel, Nicholas Angel, mm-hmm. uh, sitting at, in the in the pub with all of his other uh, police sergeants and whatnot, um, mm-hmm. police. Uh, what are they? Constables. You know. Uh, he, he asked, you know, why, why are you wearing your stab vest? You know, because it's recommended by or it's it's standard police procedure. Well, you're you're more likely to get shot than you are stabbed out here in the country. If you're, have you ever been stabbed, constable? No. And then he explains that he got stabbed. And then that's when Nick Frost's character says, what was it like? He says, it was the single most painful experience in my entire life. 
What was the second most painful? Anyway, so yeah. So what if that wasn't the most painful experience of your whole life, what was? Snapping my leg in half. I forgot about that. Don't want to talk about it. That's gross. I'm going to puke. Yeah, and I didn't yeah, walk I forgot. for almost a year. And yeah, I was well, hey, man. Crutches and a wheelchair with a full leg cast. and Yeah. I mean. But I was stabbed in my other leg with a pencil. Like, stabbed. It was sticking out. Blood and everything. I still got lead or graphite in my leg from where it happened. Dig it out, bro. Why Why you leave that shit in? I went to the nurse and they're like, what happened? And I'm not a snitch. So I was like, I was bouncing in my chair and I accidentally stabbed myself. <laughs> And it was like an inch in my leg, dude. Like, dude, if I ain't a snitch, bro. I'm not gonna tell the people. The dumbest shit that we say to <laughs> not snitch on ourselves or somebody. I feel I I sprained all three ligaments in my ankle. Right, I was practicing parkour with a couple buddies, and <laughs> hardcore parkour. Yeah, I make office references. Oh, I do that too. That's another thing. Probably not as often as. Uh, fast and the furious and other things but um yeah so fucking we like my i was at my buddy's house his parents and his cousin was over his parents said they didn't want him doing parkour right because it's dangerous jumping mm-hmm. off of shit sure um and so we went to the park went to the school play on the play structure and practiced parkour you know we weren't supposed to be and so i was like hopping over railings and jumping off of like you know eight, 10 foot drop, hitting the bark dust and rolling and shit like that, learning how to vault over stuff. And, uh, I was doing pretty good hitting the ground rolling. And then, uh, my buddy Sam goes, he goes, now try not to roll this time. I'm like, okay. And so we, where we were jumping, there was like, we are moving the bark and creating like a divot. So when I landed, I landed like my left leg in the middle of this divot and my right leg on the side of the divot. So when I landed, I put a lot of weight on that and then sprained my, my ankle hurt really fucking bad. Right. Limp back to the house, go to the doctor. Basically when we went to the house though, we had to explain what happened. Like what? And it was, we said we were playing football because we took a football, took a, we played, we were playing football and it's a bad excuse. The doctor asked me, how did you sprain your, sprain your ankle playing football? And I said, well, I was running to catch the ball and I wasn't looking where I was going. And I guess I just stepped wrong. And I, and I, it's like, I turned and my, Seems my foot legit. stayed, I, my foot, st- but here's the best part. I said, my foot stayed in place while my body didn't. And the doctor's like, okay, it don't match up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't match. That's not how you sprain your ankle, bro. Your foot knows. Yeah. Were you wearing cleats? No. Okay. Yeah. It's cause I was fucking parkouring and my buddy told me to not roll why would you ever not fucking roll out of a jump roll yeah. out of the jump dumbass <laughs> don't be a bitch don't roll don't be a bitch <laughs> don't roll okay rip okay oh, it's the same ankle though i roll that ankle all the time i was playing basketball and uh went up for a rebound i was playing open gym went up for a rebound and as i came down i literally came down on the side of my foot and i heard the ten like the yeah the 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 tendon just go i heard it and immediately fell to the ground and just yelled fuck and punched the floor. Yeah. I was like, you good? And I was like, no. And I got up and I just like hobbled to the fucking sideline and sat there. My, my ankle just ballooned up. And yeah. then a week later, I'm over at my buddy's house and I'm like mostly I'm kind of healed enough where I can kind of walk. And I didn't see the dog bone in the dark. And I stepped on the dog bone and re-aggravated the, uh, the fucking roll of the sprain. Dude, yeah. oh my god, I threw that dog bone so hard. Oh, <laughs> I was bet. so fucking mad, dude. Yeah. Oh, oh, I couldn't believe it. <coughs> anyway, um, you know what, man? I think this has been a pretty solid first episode for YouTube. 
uh, pretty solid 52nd episode audio wise. Uh, yes, sir. We are a full year in if you don't know. Hey, you guys, uh, if you are new and you got here from YouTube and you want to go back and listen to our audio episodes, the other 51 episodes, including a couple of little segments we have here or there where my, I have rewritten sequel trilogy movies that I'm still working on. Spencer has some comic corner breakdowns as well as uh, I think I have a couple other, a little segment called Thursday Theories where I, I dropped for a little bit there a new theory every Thursday for like two or three weeks. Um, like why TLJ Luke makes sense. Uh, I, had a, I had, what was my other one about Anakin? I feel like Anakin, oh, it was, it was, it was the explanation of Baby Yoda uh, and, and Palpatine. And, and that, that was a pretty fun one. Um, yeah. You can go check all those out, but keep in mind. I need you, to go revisit some of those, man. We do have, right? We do have like Mandalorian breakdowns, right? We also have Bad Batch reviews, um, which for a lot of the Bad Batch reviews, they come post episode. So at the end, mm -hmm. to keep them spoiler free. Um, but the reason why I'm bringing this up, you do not have to go in chronological order to listen to our podcast. And we actually don't recommend it. The reason being our first episodes were kind of rough. And we don't want you to start listening to episodes one, two, and three only to be like, this is what they fucking There's sound like. There's a hard drop off after there is one, a two, or three off. of listeners. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You People, if you go back, we were new, man. It's it yeah. right in the you know heart of the pandemic. I'd never recorded anything before other than dope rap music. Yeah. And uh, I had been, I think, already a year into my other podcast at that yeah, time. Yeah. So you were a little bit more natural. We didn't, mm -hmm. we, we were still figuring out how we're doing the video. Yeah, because um, my other podcast was always recorded in person, but we did this in the middle of COVID. So as you see us now, we're doing this remotely, but we've we've kind of figured it out by now. Mm -hmm. Back then, we didn't yet. Yeah. And so it's like, you can absolutely go back and listen to them. Sure. You know, we have listeners who have they're said not they that start, bad. Like, they went really back and not started. that bad. It's just not the quality is not quite up to our par. And like, but there is a significant drop off. Uh, like people will not stick around sometimes because you know would you? I, I do the same I thing i wouldn't do it if, I do I the same thing. if it's so, something that i expect to listen to in chronological order and i check out the first episode and it's like like i can't i'm not gonna fucking listen i'm like exactly. i got 50 more episodes of this and so yeah exactly so it's like if you want to listen chronologically you can just know the sound quality does improve to what you're hearing currently around like um, episode six it starts yeah, I think that, that's when we kind of figured it out uh, yeah. of how to do it. And so and at that point, Spencer had, you know, his good mic and I've got my good mic. And I got things a are new a computer I invested. Yeah. So it's not stuff. long, but uh, yeah, go ahead and, and check out those past episodes. Um, they're on any major um, podcasting platform. Yeah. We'll throw some Stitcher. links below too. Yeah, exactly. We'll throw links below. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all of the other smaller ones that those three kind of run, be it CastBox and other stuff like that. So go give those uh, a listen if you want. Um, if you don't want, we're not going to blame it. Just keep coming back to this. That's all I'm saying, baby. Yeah. And, uh, Hey, I know it's probably down in the description, but Spencer, tell them where the fuck they can find us on the social media. If you're not already doing so, which I'd imagine some of you aren't, we're on Instagram at their only legends, all one word. That's kind of the main online hub of our show. We post show notes and other stuff that we talk about. I'm going to throw some of this buzz light ear stuff that we talked about up in there too. Um, it's been a little lax the last few weeks working on the YouTube transition and trying to figure out exactly what we're going to do for year two of the podcast. I haven't been posting a lot on Instagram, but a lot of good stuff coming that way. I'm going to start posting figures weekly again, a few other things I've been working on. Um, so definitely a lot of good stuff coming up over there. So we're on Instagram at their only legends. 
Uh, if you do go back and listen, or you're a listener we've already had for a while, you already know, uh, we like to post uh, and do some games and some interactive stuff with the community, get your guys' input, uh, run tournaments. So if you guys, and one of our favorite things I think works really well is like the tournament bracket. Uh, yeah. Send us a list of 16 characters. And it doesn't even have to be all Star Wars, man. You want to see Star Wars? We did Star Wars versus Marvel, which was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Yoda ended up winning that out of everybody. I think it was Yoda. You, honestly, I can't remember. It was yeah. a few months ago but at this point. But If you have a list, 16 works the best. So if you can come up with 16 characters that you want to see battle it out, um, send those to Instagram. Uh, send us a DM or you can email us. They're only legends at gmail.com. Again, if you're watching this, all this stuff's going to be posted below. Um, yeah, like we, we like doing fun things like that. We got to think of some other stuff. We want, I want to do another, uh, four by four here soon. Uh, little draft. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the four by four fantasy draft. We, we mm-hmm. should definitely do that. That'd be fun to do. Haven't and, done one of those in a minute. Uh, other than that, man, you can find me on Instagram. I'm on Instagram at spencer.kop. I post drawings and illustrations and other fun stuff up over there. Yeah. Motherfuckers uh, got talent. Go check them out. I'll shut up. Uh, what you got to plug, my man? Uh, man, I'll tell you what. If you're, if you don't, if you don't, if you haven't figured it out by now, I'm not trying to plug too much, but if I don't do this, guys, if I don't do this, Spencer will do this for me. He will make me do this. Um, Spencer and I collaborated on our intro song. Uh, the, the, the vocals you heard, uh, in, in our intro song was in fact me rapping, my mm-hmm. writing and rapping. Spencer got that beat together, um, and, and mastered it. Uh, if you want to give your boy a little bit of like, if you want to check some shit out that I've done, um, I submitted a thing to a NASCAR podcast called door bumper clear it is kind of like a comedy style rap to them about their show that I was trying to just make them laugh. And they liked it enough that it is now their uh, official intro to their show. So if you want it's to uh, fire, hear dude. me, it's if so you want to hear me rap over a, a country trap mom. beat. Yeah. He's motherfucking sent it to his family and shit. <laughs> like he was sent it to his family before I even told my family about that. I had submitted it. Um, but yeah, go, you don't have to listen long into the episode if you don't want to, uh, if you're not into NASCAR, but again, it's called door bumper clear. If you want to hear me uh, rap an intro for another podcast, not just this one. Um, other than that, guys, I mean, I do have another podcast that I was, I mean, still a part of. It's called Psych with Travis and Tyler. Um, It's not currently, we haven't recorded an episode in a few months, but we're definitely in the works of getting back in the booth and and talking some more sports stuff. But it's mostly a sports kind of comedy podcast. There is about 50 something episodes of that as well. You can find that on um, every major podcast, whatever you're, other than this, other than YouTube, every, if you're listening to this on, on Spotify, Stitcher, whatever you can find, uh, psych with Travis and Tyler. That's that's S I I I K E exclamation mark with Travis and Tyler, um, where we kind of just bullshit about sports events or no sports or whatever. You know, we, that's the you difference between movie this movie watch alongs. We did, we've done some movie um, watch alongs. I love the horror scary, movie. the horror movie. Yeah. Did. Horror movie, comedy commentaries or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I was on there once. Spencer was on there once. Uh, if, I don't know if actually I had Mike. On. I don't think I had Mike on, on, Maybe I did have one episode with Mike Kaminsky on um, Travis. Oh yeah. Travis was on this podcast. We did a kind of like a collaborative thing. The so if, crossover. If you, yeah. Yeah. A little crossover event. Um, so yeah, go, go check that out um, for, for this podcast. Hey, you know, we've said this a bunch of times. We say it every single time we're on here um, and everybody else does too, but we're still a small show. 
Uh, we're still growing. We're still trying to reach out to everybody. So if you're listening on like Apple Podcasts or any podcasting uh, platform that you can leave a rating or a review, please do so. Uh, and give us a five YouTube star. People, dude, like, comment, and like, subscribe. Comment, subscribe. You, you heard everybody bell. else say dude, it. Like, and it's dumb. And I feel dumb saying it. And I feel dumb when people talk to me like that. And they're like, but it, don't it tell fucking, me what to do. Man, well, that's because you're anti-authoritarian. You know what I mean? It's like, true. I don't even know if that's yeah. the right way to say it but, but anyway. we're small it helps your boys yeah it does it really helps us a lot um it's going to help us a lot here on youtube being that this we're just now getting off the ground with our with our youtube side of things um and we hope to be able to bring you guys more content than just podcasts like that's kind of mm-hmm. the idea so like the more interaction we can get from you guys the more uh, uh support we get through the algorithm the more we can start doing shit like that um, we're going to eventually get some merch going. Like we've been saying that, but like, that's like legit soon, on though. like, we're like that. Yeah. That's on the priority list, like high up there. Um, and trying to figure out some sort of, uh, uh, um, Patreon style thing to, to mm-hmm. give, to give you guys who want to, you know, support us a little more and get a little more, you know, from what we do. Uh, you know, we know there's a, a few of you out there, so, you know, we're, we're going to try to work on something for that too, is this year, 2022, it, you know, coming up really quickly now that we got a couple, like we're yeah. going in, yeah. we're fucking going in. Like Hard. W- we had 2021 to, to get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Now, now it's time. Now it's time to dig in and get some shit going on. So as always, we appreciate you guys listening, giving us your ears now, giving us your eyes. We're, we're, we're happy to bring you along on this journey with us. Give me we're, those eyes. Know, give me, <laughs> give me, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> give them here. But <laughs> seriously, guys, we love you. We appreciate you. Keep loving the Star Wars. Give us the give give us messages. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Give us ideas of things to talk about, or just just hit us up to say what's up. We want to know you're out there because we know you're out there. Uh, but everybody, just may the force be fucking with you. Peace out.